So our uh, Lama Talk question for this Shabbat. Can anyone tell me what it is? I do this to you guys every week. <laughs> yes, why do we have a fellowship meal after every Shabbat celebration of ours? And why do we call it Oneg? Oneg is a Hebrew word, and I thought we'd be interested to know what Oneg actually means and uh, the origins of that particular term in the Jewish tradition. So uh, I want to start with telling you a story. There was a school teacher, and uh, the school teacher wanted to introduce her children to different uh, religious convictions and uh, different ways. So she said, okay children, uh, tomorrow we're all for show and tell going to bring an object that best represents our religion. And I want you to bring that for show and tell and share with the class about your religion. So the next day, all the children brought different articles and uh, the, the uh, a Catholic girl stood up and said, well, I'm Catholic and uh, this is my rosary. And then a Muslim boy stood up on the other end of the class and said, well, I'm a Muslim and this is my prayer mat. And uh, then another girl stood up and she said, well, I'm Messianic and this is my crock pot. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if you noticed, but in the Messianic community, we have a very strong affinity to eat with each other. We love eating with each other. And uh, somewhere along the way, someone made the discovery of just how useful a crock pot is and helping to preserve the sanctity of Shabbat and make it a day when we do as little work as possible and do as little food prep as possible. So we should have a special we should have a special Hebrew blessing, just thanking thanking the Lord our God, the King of the universe, who has given us crock pots, hey? <laughs> and electricity too. Yeah, hey, that's a good one. Right. That's a good point. So uh, anyway, I thought that, that tied in nicely with Oneg. The original version of that I actually heard was about a Baptist girl who stood up and said, this is our crock pot. Um, Baptists apparently are famous for um, having potlucks quite regularly. But I, I, think, I think the Messianic community even beats the Baptists hands down. Having a potluck after, every week is pretty impressive. So, <laughs> so let's have a look at a scripture about Shabbat. This is a classic scripture. And I really enjoy it. It's a post-Torah. It's in the book of Isaiah. <clears throat> and it kind of gives a, a further feeling for what Shabbat is all about. Uh, we were even talking at our highest sowed lesson this last week about, is Shabbat just a day to veg out and sleep in? Or is there maybe a, a greater purpose for Shabbat? Is there a higher end that we can be focused on? In, in, in Isaiah, Yeshayahu chapter 58, <clears throat> excuse me, we read, If, because of Shabbat, huh? oh, verse 13. I can see it here, but I guess you all can't see it. Yet. Isaiah 58, 13. That's the problem with perspective. If, because of Shabbat, you turn your foot, everybody shake your foot, turn your foot from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Shabbat a delight. Everybody say, a delight. The holy day of Yahweh, honorable. <clears throat> and honor it, desisting from your own ways and seeking your own pleasure and speaking your own word, then you will take delight in Yahweh. And I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. And I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. For the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. How many of you have experienced that? As you've, as you've begun to discover the joy of Shabbat, 
and dedicating that 24-hour block of time to just spending quality time with the creator of the universe and with his people, you just find yourself taking greater delight in him. You find yourself anticipating Shabbat throughout the week. It is such a sweet time. You, you find yourself being fed, deeply nourished by his word and by the Torah and Shabbat. I, I've really experienced this. And uh, the key word here is what we call Shabbat. We call it a delight. Um, I have my Tanakh here, and I'll just read you that little phrase, and I want to li- I want you to listen for any uh, he wor- Hebrew words that you may recognize. Vikarata le Shabbat oneg. Vikarata le Shabbat oneg. So it says, uh, and when you call Shabbat oneg. <laughs> so the Hebrew word oneg means a delight. We call Shabbat oneg. We call Shabbat a delight. And it's the day when we do special things to make it even more delightful. I, I really love how in the Jewish tradition they do that. You'll, you'll do special things on Shabbat. You'll have special treats. I think especially children love that. Um, I like to take a little cardamom spice and drop it in my coffee on Shabbat. That's one of the little ways that I make Shabbat special. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little example of that. And I also, I love the... Hmm? Cardamom? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> And I, I like also uh, how it talks about, you know, again, not just vegging out or doing what we feel like, but seeking His pleasure, and speaking His word. I know that's one that I've been aspiring to grow in in the last year, is uh, not only making Shabbat a day when my actions are in accord with the Torah, but making it a day when my speech is uh, an expression of Messiah, letting the, the word of Messiah dwell richly in me. And uh, what a great day to focus on that. <clears throat> So there are two other verses that I like about Oneg, uh, reflecting how apparently the early believers also really enjoyed eating together. They liked to do Oneg together. In Acts chapter 2, we can look at that with each other. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Uh, immediately after these 3,000 new disciples are immersed in water, and it says they were constantly devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers, and to prayer. And uh, we see here that the early believers loved fellowshipping with each other. They loved the friendships that were developing between each other, and they, uh, they fostered those, and they enjoyed eating together. Breaking bread is the Hebrew idiom for eating together. And I also love how when we take that loaf of challah, we break bread literally together. We break that loaf up and we devour it amongst each other with great relish. So there's also a couple of verses down in chapter 2, verse 46. It says, Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising Elohim and having favor with all the people. So we just see this picture of the believers spending a lot of time together, worshiping in the temple context, and also visiting each other's houses, having meals together. I'm happy we get to do that at least once a week. It's a great time to. And then finally, we have one more uh, passage about this that reminds me of Oneg. <clears throat> it's uh, in one of Shaul's, one of Paul's letters, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And he's referring here contextually to the, uh, I believe, to the Pesach Seder, the uh, Passover meal, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse, verses 16 and 17. But I think there's a deeper principle here that applies to every time we break bread together. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17, he says, 
since there is one bread, we who are many are one body. Why? For we all partake of the one bread. So that's a cool picture, isn't it? When we take that loaf of challah and we break it we, and we eat it, it's like a picture of the deep unity that we have with each other through Yeshua, who is the living bread, who's been resurrected from the dead and whom we have all ingested. So that's what I love about Shabbat. Um, you know, the big test of the year to see how many of us are really serious about our faith is Yom Kippur. Because that's the one day of the year when we don't get together and eat. <laughs> so if any of us are just coming for the freebie meals, that's the day when we figure out who it is. <laughs> I'm just joking about that. But it is kind of funny. It's like, wow, this is different. We're not eating together. <laughs> any, any comments or questions about Oneg? Yeah, you're right. The root for that is Chavar. And uh, we read about how the curtains in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, were chavard together. They were linked together or connected. And uh, we also, there's a, there's a famous, another expression of that word is chavurah. Can you all say chavurah? That's like a discipleship group. Uh, the Pharisees in the first century would break down into small chavurot. And they would break down into chavuras where they would have like a discipleship group. And it would, they'd have a strong band of fellowship with each other and they shared the same halakha, the same application of the Torah. So you could call us a chavura. Chavra is more the, femin, the female uh, concept. And it sometimes has to do with another function in Judaism. So chavura is the more, more common one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because I mean, every, every time we celebrate Shabbat, it's a prophecy of the coming Messianic era. The thousand year millennial Sabbath. So that will truly be an era of oneg as we, we dwell with our Messiah and teaching from his own mouth. So having one egg every week is a picture of that too, eh? Maybe it's even spiritual warfare on some level. That's a great point. Torah observance is the context of the whole New Testament. We, we even uh, discovered in Hyasod uh, a couple weeks ago just how Torah observant Paul was, how he, he took pains in Acts chapters 23 to 28. Every chapter there are quotes about him saying, I am, I am for the Jewish people, I am for the temple, I am for the Torah, I am not against these things. He even did animal offerings in the temple and paid for uh, four Nazarites to fulfill their vows with animal offerings too, eh? That's, that's, that is such relevant context and it's amazing how that escapes our notice somehow.